This is Dion Blumenrader with Big Hoss One Sauce, and you're listening to the best show on all things barbecue with my man, Greg Rempe. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Like the ESPN covers the world of sports. The Barbecue Central Show is covering the live fire industry. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the north coast i happen to be your program host greg rempe happy to have you aboard here on your tuesday evenings live fire fun and frivolity show if you want to jump in on the show this evening here's how you do it you can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at the bbq central Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, he is, was the pit master of a highly successful competition cooking team called Pellet Envy. But most recently, you would find him now serving as the new CEO over at the Kansas City Barbecue Society. Rod Gray will be joining the show once again. So we'll talk about, I believe he's in week 10 right now. So we'll talk about how the first 10 weeks have elapsed, what pitfalls he might have fallen into that he didn't see coming over those first 10 weeks, things that he's been working on, and perhaps more importantly, what the rest of 2022 looks like, and even more important than that, the, the next couple years. Uh, how many competitions are taking place now? What does that potentially look like from a projection since 2023? And then even into 2024, that's where, at least in my opinion, the benchmarks of success will be seen. There's going to be more events this year, obviously, because there's not pandemic stuff that has been holding the past two years back. So this will be a growth year, no doubt about it. But how does next year look and then the year after that? So a bunch of stuff to talk with Rod about, not the least of which is the upcoming 2022 Smithfield Kansas City Barbecue Society's World Invitational competition as well. So if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot them into my email or we'll tell you some other ways to do that here in just a second. So Rod Gray to lead it off tonight, 35 past the hour. You will find the current world champion at the Jack Daniels barbecue cook-off event, Chris Schaefer from Heavy Smoke, a friend of the show, uh, also 
a two-time winner of the aforementioned KCBS World Invitational, if you can believe it. So adding another world championship notch to the belt. We'll talk to Chris about the big win. And I love to always talk to any winner of the American Royal or the Jack Daniels and then immediately start asking if you haven't won both, which most people haven't. I've had some on that have won both, but if you haven't won both, here you've won this one. If I could give you the opportunity, would you immediately trade this one away in order to take that one? Which one has more? Pre- Let's get into the nonsense talk with Chris Schaefer as it relates to his wins because he's been doing a number of other barbecue shows, podcasts, and the like. But the Varsity Show is tonight, and we will be asking all the important questions to Chris Schaefer. We'll also touch on that restaurant he has going out there in the St. Louis area. So Chris Schaefer, 35 past, and then we'll move to the second hour, where I'm leaving it mostly open with these two gentlemen. I've never said this before, but I'm going to say it now. What's the biggest pain in the butt about cooking poultry? Trussing it. In fact, it's so much of a big pain in the butt, I have never trusted any poultry in my life. I may cut the backbone out of it, or spatchcocker. Never a trusser. Uh, twine, where do you even get it? Is it at a hardware store? Do you go to the butcher shop for that? And then you have to figure out how to tie wings and thighs and nonsense together. I don't necessarily buy the trussing helps anything aside from keeping it all tight. Maybe that keeps the heat in more. But these two gents decided that trussing has lived and mired in mediocrity long enough, and they were taking it to the public to make trussing very quick and very efficient in a turbo-like fashion. Hence the name, Turbo Trusser. Brian and Kirk, the inventors of the Turbo Trusser, will join me in the second hour. And we'll talk about the background of these two guys, which is actually very intriguing, not necessarily in the live fire or cooking industry per se. Barbecue industry, I should say. One of the guys does have a cooking background. And then hear how they got together and where this invention came from, how long it takes to get to market. And a couple weeks ago, guess what? Turbo Trusser guys were on Shark Tank. And I won't spoil it for you, but we'll definitely go over all the interactions there. I love to talk business on the show to an endless amount. So we'll talk about the pitch and we'll talk about the negotiations, any offers that they might have fielded. Did they get any offers? Did they make any deals? All that fun stuff. So that's the second hour of the guys at the Turbo Trust. If we have any remaining time, we'll do a little open segment, get your feedback, play some game shows, give away some stuff as time allows. But I think there's a lot of stuff with Brian and Kirk and the Turbo Trusser that might take up both segments. So that's how the show is laying out. Rod Gray coming up shortly, Chris Schaefer after him, and then Brian and Kirk from the Turbo Trusser closing out the show. Don't forget you can follow me socially, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and the Snapper Snaps at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching this show tonight through one of our video streaming platforms. If you go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show, you can watch there also. You can take in the show via YouTube slash RD Rempe, where there is already a robust chat going on. I will also take a second to say hello to all the folks using our auto streaming platform, Clubhouse. So if you would rather hear us and not see us, Clubhouse is the way to do it. And if you are listening through Clubhouse, there is a chat option there, little bubble towards the top of that navigation. 
and you can chat away with everybody else in the clubhouse room while the show was going on. By the way, Chris Schaefer will be joining us through clubhouse this evening because he's sans USB mic, but we know how to make it work and have him sound good all at the same time using clubhouse's technology. So let's start here tonight. More important than anything else going on today, and I say this with peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. I and my wife celebrating 25 years of marriage. That's right, my wife Becky and I celebrating the quarter century mark. Now, within that time, we have had incredible life experiences, challenges, wins, losses, everything in between. She is the best partner for me. And I am happy to be traveling down this path of life with someone that I know that has my back 100%, that supports me 100%. So I take one moment to congratulate us on this milestone. And by the way, not to be outdone in gift giving this year, because it is a milestone. I have uh, this trophy that my wife got me. It's got our Wedding date on a 10-18-97 and inscribed Lifetime Achievement Award, 25 years of marriage at Greg Rampey. How about that? Right here. You can't see it. It's in there. It's really tough to read on camera. But camera or the trophy takes the cake as far as best anniversary gifts that were exchanged between us. I was certainly not expecting a trophy. I'm very competitive. So anything that recognizes my superiority over somebody else's, like a trophy does, means that I'm very happy and I feel really good about myself right now. So I'm super pumped up to bring my award-winning marriage talents here to the show this evening. All right, we've got a couple seconds here before we hit the break and then get to Rod. So let me get a little feedback here. Marion in Tennessee writing into the show. Greg, I am new to barbecue. I really enjoyed the conversation with Meathead Tuesday about the juices running clear myth. I wouldn't normally admit to this, but I was raised in a household that said the same thing. I can only imagine how many stomach aches growing up might have been in part to undercooked chicken. Thanks to you and Meathead for talking about it. Regards, Alvin. Alvin, thank you for writing in. Uh, Sharon in Kansas. Greg, in regards to the Pits and Spits segment, Five to $10,000 for a hybrid cooker. No thanks. How can Pits and Spits possibly charge such an amount for a cooker? Love the show. Regards, Sharon. Sharon, nobody's holding a gun to your head and saying that you have to buy a Pits and Spits. I was merely giving you a hybrid option. That's pellet and offset currently. And they have a carbon model for five and a all stainless for 10. And he explained why it's 10. If you don't know the history of pits and spits, then you don't know where their value is and why their retail price is where it is. Uh, they're okay with it and I'm okay with it. Sharon, if you don't want it, don't buy it. We're not bullying you. Don't worry about it. But thank you for listening. Hey, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com, Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself, from the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers. Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. 13 perfectly balanced flavors of rubs and seasonings, 
with popular flavors like Sweet Money Kettle Prod, Cash Cow, Double Secret Steak Rub, Hot Sweet Money. That's a new one. Also, if you're looking for a new go-to sauce, you're tired of what's out there, you want something new to try, you want a new base sauce that you can trick out and make your own, try Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Granny's traditional yet powerful flavor reminds us of why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. You can find it at the website, BigPopSmokers.com. And aside from the rubs and sauces, they're selling cookers. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of smoke, uh, pellet smokers or you don't know which one to get, call them. Ask questions. That's what they're there for. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727 or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We are back with the CEO of the Kansas City Barbecue Society, Rod Gray, in just one second. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase or to see what other products they have that might enhance your live fire experience. Good folks over at CookinPellets.com. All right, joining me now, is a championship pitmaster, the one named Pellet Envy. Did I mention he is also the CEO of the Kansas City Barbecue Society? Did I mention he's also a Barbecue Central Show's guest Hall of Famer? We race to the hotline and welcome back Rod Gray to the show. Hey, Rod. KCBS, and I found out he wasn't even a member, so I asked him to be my first lifetime member recruit. He, he declined, um, but I'm still waiting, hoping he will. Bad news. I'm not. I'm still waiting. I'm not. I'm still waiting. I know. I'm waiting. I, I own that. I know I said it. You but can call me out for it right now. Here's after. what I would rather have happen. I mean, we can debate whether OVS and the Barbecue Central show are competitors, I guess, because we're both podcasts. Somehow that puts us in competition. That's not up for debate. I would much Dude, rather have... You don't even need to go here. I would you much rather don't. have Rod Gray say, oh, by the way, I tasked Greg Rempe of the Barbecue Central show to be a lifetime... I mean, always, always first and last name and full show name. I mean, don't beat around the bush. Throw me under the bus. Put me on the spotlight. Always mention me and the show. Can we agree on that? It, any press is good press, yes. right, Greg? Is that where we're For going me, here, bud? Bet. Yeah, now, I'm with you. Rod I'm Gray you. is joining us here, You're, so... Go ahead. You've schooled me. I, I learned my lesson. <laughs> Beginnings of week 10. So just over two months. This is the position. Hey, congratulations on that participation trophy that your wife gave you. That's today. right. Can you imagine 25 years? I've snookered her. She doesn't even realize. It's quarter century. How do you feel about a participation trophy for, for I, marriage? I'll take whatever I can get. 
Okay. Just like right. any any present is good present. Any awards for marriage are good awards. So if I can get one from things you remember. Thank yes, exactly. Hanging in there that long. Yes. Yeah. I probably should have yeah. got her a trophy instead of her getting me one, but I know what year no number twenty six is gonna be, I can tell you that. So is the position okay. meeting your expectation in regards to what its demands are? Very much so. Oh, um I, here's the thing when People approach me, they're like, I don't know whether to congratulate you or ask you what you're doing. And and, I, and my response is always, I, I knew what I was getting into. I did. More than probably anybody else that would have taken the job after serving that time on the board and being so close to KCBS for all those years. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely meeting my expectations for, uh, uh, for demand, that's for sure. Has anything surprised you yet? Yeah, two of my people resigned. That was surprised me. How about that? Half my staff resigned. We're okay. I um, we got someone back in the saddle, and we're going to work on a, a young girl for social media, and we'll be right back where we were in no time at all. So, if half the staff resigns, I would imagine that puts a little bit more of a load administratively, perhaps in your lap, because you're just down humans. Is this something that? Uh, they don't like Rod or we liked whoever was in charge before and we're just going to leave because we felt more comfortable with the previous person. Any idea on why they vacated? So um, we lost a, a, a young lady because she had an opportunity to better herself and we were her first real job. And I really believe she began looking as soon as she realized that the CEO was going to leave KCBS because it, it happened so quickly after I got there. Um, the other one, uh, she gave me a month. She was disappointed that in, in, in KCBS for a reason that we won't talk about. She gave me a month, and she did a heck of a job while she was there. And she left the place better than she found it, and she left me in great great position. She worked so hard to leave me in a position to succeed that I, I, I'm grateful for what she did. So, And I understand why she needed to go. So. It's, it's fine. It happens in organizations when there's a transition of, of leadership. And um, you, you don't want to expect it, but you kind of got to know that it's completely possible. And I, I think, to be honest with you, I think had this happened like a year from now when I'd settled into what my job was and what my responsibilities were, um, I think it would have been harder than if it, if it happened right now. Because right now, I'm still fighting my way around anyway. So, so this is, just seems like it's part of what I'm supposed to do. So I'm taking on, I did, I did hire Audrey Johns, um, Todd Johns, uh, ex-wife that has been around barbecue for a long, long time. And, um, she's jumping in and we're making the world invitational our priority right now while I work on some other things. And, uh, she's doing an amazing job for, for being away from, from this aspect of barbecue for quite a while. So I honestly feel great about it. And, um, I think from the outside looking in, uh, we hardly missed a beat. And before you know it, it'll just be like it was before. We'll, we'll be good. Sometimes CEOs come in and within a week or within a few months, they've installed their own people. There doesn't seem to be a tremendous amount of positioning within the infrastructure of KCBS, but are there folks that you've earmarked in your mind or that you've had discussions with that if things opened up, you'd like to bring them in? No. No, when I went into this, Greg, the first thing I said was do no harm. And that includes replacing people just because you want your own people in place. I don't think that's a, 
a good policy. Um, I don't need a bunch of people that just say yes to me. I'd rather have people that challenge me because they have their own view of, of the organization and have been there longer than me and can say, this is how it used to be done, or this is how we did this. And, uh, you know, I'm open to new things, but just so you know, this is how it goes. I- I'm good with that. And and they all have a say. The people that are there all have a say. And, and uh, so, no, I don't, I, I'm not, uh, that, 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 that scenario you present is kind of jockeying around and messing with an organization. And that's not what KCBS needs right now. The last couple weeks have seen what some consider to be the major barbecue events of each and every year. Uh, one isn't a KCBS-related event or sanctioned event, that being the one this past weekend over at the Jack, but the one that happened a couple weeks ago out there in Kansas was, of course, the American Royal History made there as QU wins the Invitational and Open Side. I'm sure you as a competitor can certainly appreciate the unbelievable ability to pull that off. I mean, as the competitor, Rod Gray, what do you think about that? That's that was an incredible feat. Um, as soon as we, as soon as it was known that it had happened, uh, someone turned to me and said, "Has this ever been done before?" And I said, "No, it's never been done before." Um, really, truly, that was an incredible feat. And 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 so for anybody who wants to walk up to me and tell me that the the judging at a contest that big is crap. Um, I just responded. The same guy won both days with two sets of judges, different judges each day, um, and in a huge room. Uh, just seriously, uh, talk about cooking some consistently amazing food. Um, that's what happened that weekend. What was it like being CEO Rod Gray instead of being competitor Rod Gray at the American Royal? How much of a different experience is that? So okay. That is an amazing question because I want to talk about that. At the Royal, I was so busy um, helping wherever I could help with with the judging and creating the boxes and all the things that we did that that uh, that I didn't have time a lot of time to think about it. Um, but when I was out in the crowd, out seeing a few people that I knew, it was awkward for me. It really was. Um, Friday for lunch, we we all Donnie Teal and I got behind the fryers, Darren's fryers and fried tenderloins for over 400 people. And, and that was just old school fun. And it was great to see everybody pass through the line because that was the best time I had for seeing folks. Cause most of the rest of the time it was head down going to work. Now the Jack Daniels, by the way, no one sanctions the Jack Daniels, but KCBS does oversee the facilitate the judging of the event. Just like we do at the Royal. It's just, it's an invitational. So it's, it's cool that KCBS is involved in two of the four majors in the country. Um, do this they, time do they, they were pay you for apart. that? Um, I can't divulge that information. It's just not important to this conversation. But uh, I want to tell you how I felt there. It's not? Like a fish out of water. It was so awkward to be there at a 65-team contest where I really had no responsibilities other than just to, to, to see people and talk to people. And it was a blast to see them. And I've never experienced a jack um, from that aspect of it. Um, Tuffy was there doing something similar. Uh, he had some responsibilities, but but he admitted that it was just it was difficult to walk around and not be right in the middle of it, putting another log on the fire and checking temps on briskets and all those things because we we were you know in different roles this year. That was awkward for me. Um, I'll get better about it. Can I back up awkward. a second? I just want to make sure that I didn't come across in a in a misunderstood way. When I said, do they pay you? I don't mean you specifically. I mean, do they pay for KCBS sanctioning or help or anything like that? The Jack. Yeah, they take, they take care of the folks that are down there. Okay. Um, from a, 
CEO public facing and uh, meeting people sense. I don't know how much you're able to do that, the American Royal, and there seems like there would be a shitload of opportunity to meet this person from this company or this person from that company, but it is a KCBS sanctioned event. You could be, you know, uh, bogged down with judges and, and other such nonsense. But since you aren't doing that at the Jack, is that something that you're comfortable with? Are you able to go up and strike up conversations with, you know, Johnny from X Meets or this person from this car company and, uh, and, and getting the ball rolling on some kind of a potential synergy? Yeah, I did some of that at the Jack. I was, I was actually pretty pleased with that aspect of it because it was just casual conversation. Um, I think the fact that people know what I did for 20 years on the circuit, um, so they know of me, even if I don't know, you know what they're doing right now, I think that's a benefit for me because I connected with somebody in line up on the hill getting dinner that I, I had met before, but we hadn't seen in quite a while, and we're going to have a conversation here later on in the year once things settle down a little bit. And uh, I, I think I made a couple of really great connections with the Jack this year, very casually too. It wasn't like I was out there to seek that out. I was just down there to experience the Jack from from the side of KCBS and, and all the things that go on. And uh, I got to go to the international cooks meeting and meet some of the international teams and, and do a lot of things that I never did at the Jack Daniels before. So uh, I came away from there feeling that it was much more successful than when I was headed down there and not knowing exactly what I was going to do. But yeah, I can definitely do that, Greg. I mean, I'm talking to you, so. Yeah, but I'm easy to talk to. Well, you're going to sponsor me somehow, right? No, I'm going to be your first lifetime member, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. It's too late for that, That's, by the way. You oh. can't be my first. All right, good. Um, I don't have to do yeah. it then. Yeah. Do you want to name <laughs> you know, who your first um, one is? Go ahead. No. No, I don't. No? Uh, if I'd gotten permission ahead of time, I would have, but I, I'm not going to go there. I will tell you this. Can I tell you a quick story? I had a, a new friend I met down there, and they they said, I used to be a member. I'm not a member anymore, Rod. Why why should I be a member? And, and, and I said to that person, do you travel around the country and compete? And that person said, I, I do. I do. And I said, and do you know the rules before you ever get to the contest halfway across the country? And he said, yeah, I do. And I said, do you know why that is? Because KCBS has standardized the rules for our for our competition, so you before you ever leave your house, you could trim your meat if you want to, and not worry that you might be disqualified or asked to find new meat. You know what time turn-ins are for the most part. You know what order they go in. You know how the rules work. You know what garnish you can use. All these things for contests all over the country, and you know before you ever leave your home. And and he, I could see I didn't quite reach him. Um, it wasn't quite enough for him. So another friend at the table said, you know what, what, why I'm a KCBS member? And so I just listened and my, and the friend said, because all the people I've met all over the country and they're now my friends and all the experiences I've had, um, all this time, uh, all these things, and, and they're all attributed to, to cooking KCBS events. So two different aspects about membership and, and I, two different complete views, I think. Uh, I still don't know if that person renewed right after that or not. I didn't press him. I know he wasn't my first lifetime member, though, Greg. I know that. Any thoughts on mandating membership to cook, like I had mentioned mm. last time? Yeah, I don't, I don't. So I was on the board from like 04 to 09, and I think there was some talk about that. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody wants to come out and dip their toe in a, ma in a Master Series contest, They've never cooked one before, uh, and they don't know they'll ever cook one again. I hate to, to 
to have to make them be a member to try it one time. I'd rather them try it, maybe get one call that kind of hooks them, and then they want to be a member, and they want to get more involved, they want to cook more contests. So um, I haven't thought much about that aspect of that question, but initially I would say no. I don't want to make someone be a member of my organization just to come out and play. Let's talk about contests. We had mentioned the last time that you were on. We know what the previous two years looked like. It was a real humdinger, as they say, a lot of cancellations for obvious reasons. This year... I thought a humdinger was a good thing. I don't think so. I think maybe okay. it depends on how you're using it. So, in this instance, humdinger not so good. But now we're in a different kind of humdinger in 2022. There's not the same pandemic rules. Contests are up. If I go to the KCBS website for October this month and only search Masters Series events, there's 13 events on the competition calendar. Uh, 13, uh, or of those 13, two were canceled, two were postponed, that nets nine total, and a third of those events had less than 20 teams. So that's just a snapshot of this mm -hmm. month. So then I decided to back it up a month because I figured there would be more in September, a little warmer, whatnot. So there were 50 total Master Series events on the calendar, but 20% of those canceled or postponed, and then 15 of those events have 20 teams or less. So... I'm always concerned from a side of losing competitions, right? Because you need events in order to supply the cooks. And then you need cooks in order to make sure the judges have something to do. And you can argue those four and what's more important, whatnot. How do we continue to grow competitions, number one? And then perhaps more important to that, how do we get more teams in like I'm I'm a little more perturbed with less than 20 teams or the amount of less than 20 teams in that two month snapshot yeah I, I don't disagree with you there's there's another aspect of this and I wrote about it in last month's bullshit that I think I want to add to this conversation um, we're seeing a thing where teams wait till the very last minute to sign up for an event um, Murfreesboro Illinois had 22 teams with 10 days to go and they got 24 more teams in those last 10 days. Uh, an event in Omaha had, had similar results. So some of what's happening when you see those events cancel is that they can't wait. They can't wait to be two weeks or 10 days out to pull the plug on it if they don't have enough participation to at least break even. Um, but, but teams are really signing up late, and that's putting a hardship on contests. For one... You know, if, if I've got a contest and, and I've got 22 teams in it and I, and I just resign myself to the idea that it's going to break even this year and that's good enough for me to, to get through the year and then all of a sudden I start to get flooded with these new applications, new teams, it's like pure profit in my head at that point. I'm not going to turn them away and I'm going to believe to myself that I'm going to find the judging for it. And it's not happening like that. Um, we're scrambling at the last minute to, to fill the seats in the judging area and we're having to judge more than six entries. And then teams are complaining that, 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 you know, we're skewing the judging because we're giving them more entries than they should be judging. But uh, if the teams had signed up sooner, we wouldn't have that problem. So, so I, I can't, I'd have to go through all those individual events and give you the reasons why they canceled. I'm sure some of them was lack of participation. I know we had one where a sponsor backed out with two weeks to go. And, and so they had to pull the plug on the event because they didn't have the prize money. Um, and, and that they had guaranteed. And so they had, they just had to pull it right then. 
So that's that's not really, and that may be related to the economy too, but not not as directly as fuel prices and meat prices. Um, you asked me how we get more people to participate. I think one of the ways is we've got some other alternatives in barbecue that we can do these one meat contests where somebody can sneak out on a Saturday afternoon and fire up a, a Weber kettle and they can throw on a slab of ribs and turn them in and, and see how they do rubbing shoulders with some of the best cooks in the country because the points count um, for team of the year. Uh, and we've got some backyard events so some people can get busy with some backyard events. Again, a one-day issue instead of having to, to do a four-meat master. Um, I think there are some ways to get people involved. Uh, I think the I think we're st- the gas prices we're getting more accustomed to them. They have come down some, but we're I think we're getting used to that a little bit more. Uh, on my trip to the Jack, coming home on on uh, Saturday night, I stayed at a hotel, and there was not a single parking place in their parking lot. They were so full, <laughs> so people are still tr- are starting to travel more and, and get accustomed to the gas price. Meat prices meat prices are still up. Uh, I don't think they're coming down in the fall. I don't think that's going to get people to participate more. You're asking me how to do it. Quite honestly, I don't have a definitive answer for how to do it. I think it's a lot of little things, a little bit of more promotion, a little bit of education, um, an idea that maybe we don't cook a four meat, we cook a two meat, or we just come out and do a do a, a, a one meat rib contest, things that KCBS offers, ways to get people involved, kind of get them feeling better about competition barbecue and, and then bring them back to the four meat series. Right, I got a couple minutes left. I want to give you some time to talk about the KCBS World Invitational and uh, what folks can look forward to for that. Um, so the World Invitational is in Gadsden, Alabama, um, the 11th through the 13th. We are sold out. The event is sold out. We have a wait list going. Uh, it's far enough in advance. I'm sure we're going to have a couple people who can't make it for one reason or another, and we'll pick up some of the wait list teams. Um, but, yeah, it, it's the city of Gadsden has embraced us. They have helped us. They're going to continue to help us. Um, we're going to have a, the banquet there on Friday night. We're going to have a backyard event. We're going to have an open contest. Um, we're going to have a drink contest sponsored by 360 Vodka. Um, we're going to do a dessert category or a steak category. Um, and then we're going to turn around on Sunday and have the, the invitational. And so we're, it's going to be a lot of barbecue over a couple of days with a lot of great teams in a really great location at a campground. And uh, we're looking forward to it. It's just a few weeks away, and uh, my attention is turned to planning that to the best of my ability with the, with the help from the staff. And we're going to load up, and I'll go down there and have a great time. We are I'm talk- really looking forward to it, Greg. Good. We're talking with Rod Gray. He is the CEO of the Kansas City Barbecue Society. The website, of course, KCBS.us. Rod, always appreciate the time. It has gone by even more rapidly than I thought it was because I have uh, half of my agenda that I didn't get to, but that means we can line it up again here in another month or two and hammer it out then. Yeah, we'll beat on each other in a month or two. That'd be great. Thanks for joining me, Rod. Always appreciate it. Greg, I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot. and Love the show and keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. That's Rod Gray right there. KCBS.us and if uh, you were Hoping to get your entry in for the world championship. You're played it too long. Dare you. So we have Chris Schaefer ready to go in the clubhouse area. Literally. We'll talk to him about winning the Jack Daniels this past weekend. Before we do that, I will talk to you about Green Mountain Grills. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. A couple of different lines to choose from. A choice line and a prime line. 
Now, who's in line for the choice plan? Okay, well, maybe you don't want Wi-Fi or the ability to download an app and control your cooker in all sorts of different ways and connect custom cook cycles. Maybe you don't want internal meat probes or lights inside the cooking chamber or peek-in windows on the main cooking chamber and pellet hopper. You just want a solid, better-than-basic pellet cooker. You've bought into the pellet cooker portion, but you need all the other nonsense that's going on these days with cooking. Choice line is the one for you. Now, maybe you're the type of person that wants everything that I just outlined that the choice line doesn't have. Okay, great. Prime line, that's the one you want to have. There's a peak and a ledge. Now, since we're right in the middle of football season now, baseball season just ended for us here in Cleveland tonight. The hands of the Yankees. Shame. But there's plenty of ability to travel, and if you want a pellet cooker that you can just stow in the back of a truck, van, or SUV, the Trek is the one you want to take a look at. What do we know about all these cooks? They can accommodate the pizza oven insert, choice line, prime line, Trek, all that stuff, and you're getting wood pellet flavors. Only sold through dealers is Green Mountain Grills. That's greenmountaingrills.com. Find a dealer near you, get educated, and then bring the best one home for you. That's greenmountaingrills.com. And we're back with Chris Schaefer from Heavy Smoke right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we welcome you back and thank Rod Gray for joining us last segment, the CEO of the Kansas City Barbecue Society. Their website, once more, is kcbs.us. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via the Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. And my next guest made his debut on the show in late August of 2020. He's been rolling ever since this past weekend. He added Jack Daniels World Champion to his Hall of Titles. And he's here to recap the event as well as give us an update on his restaurant. Let's hit the hotline. And welcome the pitmaster of Heavy Smoke, Chris Schaefer, joining us here on the show. Uh, glad to have you, Chris. And as I had mentioned in the intro, you are now the 2022 Jack Daniels World Champion. And I know you're doing the rounds of barbecue media right now, and I appreciate you giving me a few minutes here this evening. But from what I can tell, it's win the world title and then right back to home because you have to go to work at the restaurant, right? No days oh, off. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was joking. Uh, Chrissy Vanover texted me on uh, today or yesterday and said, Hey, safe travels home. And I was like, I'm in the restaurant working. Like, <laughs> I'm not traveling. I'm on the pits. 
traveling back and forth from the line to the cash register because we got to work here. That's right. Yeah, traveling from the window to tables to drop off food. We'll talk about the restaurant here in a few minutes, Chris, but let's go back to this past weekend if we could. Actually, if you don't mind, can we back out just for a, a second? You can give us a quick rundown of how you actually got into competition barbecue in the first place. Yeah, I'll give you the short version. Um, so I cooked in a restaurant all through high school and college. So I kind of got a uh, more of a chefy background than a barbecue background. And 2011, had a buddy of mine doing competition barbecue and asked me to come hang out. And when I got there, he's like, "Hey, you're cooking chicken," and I was like, "I'm doing what?" And uh, I got 38 out of like 44 teams. And uh, and for some reason, I came back and I cooked chicken on that team for a couple of years. And I decided I want to cook a comp without him. Uh, first one I cooked is heavy smoke and I got reserve grand champion. And, uh, that was 2014 and I moved forward that way. And I cooked a lot of St. Louis barbecue society for a few years with just a couple KCBS peppered in. And 2019, I cooked, um, I cooked, I think, uh, 2019, I won the KCBS invitational, uh, world championship in, in February. And, that year, I decided to kind of switch over. I cooked like 12 SLBS and like 18 KCBS. And uh, the last three years, I've been all KCBS. As far as success goes, Team Heavy Smoke has seen their fair share of wins, including the aforementioned KCBS World Invitational Championships, two to your credit, I believe. So yep. as you look back from when you started to where you're at now, are you exceeding your expectations in regards to how you think you'd be doing this far into a competition career? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's an understatement. Um, when, when we started, I just wanted to get a call, you know, and you get a call and now you just want to get a GC and, you know, you get a GC and now it's like, hey, I just need the second one and they start kind of piling up and, you know, we won the KCBS Invitational in 19 and, and, you know, like I just thought it was never going to get better, you know, like how do you beat that? And then, you know, 2020 or last November, 2021, we, when the, uh, the KCBS Invitational open the first year they had the open and you're just like, dang, it's like two time. I, I'd never forget my buddy texted me the next morning and said, Hey, remember that time you were a two time world champion? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, um, 2019, we won the invitational and I won 12 comps that year. And my buddy's like, He's like, he's like, just, just be prepared that you're probably never going to have a year like that again. And then 2021, I win nine cops in the nine comps in the KCBS Invitational Open. And he's like, well, I guess you could do it two years. And then this year we win the Jack and it's like, hmm. holy crap. <laughs> so let's go ahead and run back to this past weekend. Have you cooked the Jack before? I cooked in 2019. Um, I got there with seven wins in 2019, but, um, a lot of people, I guess, don't really know the story. I was I was super sick in 2019. I, I found out about a month after that that uh, I actually had the congestive heart failure and spent some time in the hospital, and oh, I was what? I was in really really bad shape. So 2019, man, I was so sick. I was just kind of going through the motions and didn't even really get to enjoy it. So I feel like this was my first jack. You've mentioned that you've been struggling at competitions through the summer. So as you load in to the Jack and you understand having been there, but kind of not being yourself at the same time, but being very sick, but getting there this year, knowing the mystique and the history and the lore of this particular event, uh, how does the weekend come off for you as far as cook? Well, you know, you mentioned not doing really well and, you know, I kind of hit this slump this summer and, um, 
And, and you know, when, when you cook as much as I do, like your slump is what other people like aspire to be, but it's not as good as you want to do as dumb as that sounds. And I was just in a different mindset this week. I was driving down there and I told my wife, I was like, you know, I've been beating myself up for two months because I haven't won a comp. And I was like, you know, I deserve to be here. I'm one of I'm one of five teams to get seven to auto qualify. And I was like, I, I deserve to be here and I have a chance to win this thing, even though you don't ever expect to win it, you know? Um, and I was like, I'm just going to roll in there and, and do the same thing I've been doing. And, and this is what got me here and, and let the chips fall where they may, you know? Is that a part of the Jack that's transitioned a little bit? I remember years ago talking with Myron Mixon leading into a Jack Daniels and he said, you know, I'm, I'm going away from my pulled pork because what's won in years past has been tantamount to cafeteria-style pulled pork. So he was going to make something similar because he felt like he needed to do that in order to give himself a better shot at winning. But now, over the last handful of years, I'm hearing more and more of the refrain that you just said, I'm going to do what got me here. I'm going to dance with the one that brought me. Most cooks are of the same mindset these days. I I think so. I mean. You know, it, it's so tough to win comps in today's landscape of competition barbecue at all. So to win seven to get there, like, why wouldn't you just do what you did? Um, and, and I think anybody, you know, going too far away from what they always do in a major is, is super risky. As far as results are concerned, you have a 10th place chicken, you have a third place ribs, you have a 19th place pork and an eighth place brisket. So... You have three that are top 10 or better at any event. I would assume you take three calls every day of the week. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the, it depends on the size of the competition. You know, um, you know, if you're at a 25, if you're at a 25 team comp and you get a 10th, a third and eighth, you're not feeling real good about it. But when there's, um, you know, there's 85 teams to be top 10 and three of them is, is, uh, usually a big deal, but a comp that size you never know i mean that that fourth category could have been last and i could have been out of the top 10 so um when you don't have four calls i feel like there's always a certain level of uncertainty there it's obvious i'm not going to ask the stupid question say where does this rank i would assume that this one is uh top of the grand championship heap at this point so and you can go on facebook i think somebody videoed you as they were calling down and uh, you hear heavy smoke get called uh, as overall grand champ, and it's you know jumping up, high fiving, and all you know all this other great stuff. What's the first thing that you remember as you hear your name being called? What's the the first thing that you can remember feeling? Um, so it, it was like obviously immediately was like shock. Um, even though I thought I had it, it was still shock. And then I just remember turning and picking up my daughter. Um. And and just, just squeezed her so tight and, and and told her that I loved her and she said she loved me and and then uh, from there just getting mobbed <laughs> I just literally got mobbed by all my friends and um on the way to the stage you know Darren Worth who you know he's the goat he's he's you know one of my you know, one of my idols in barbecue you know he gives me this giant bear hug and he says welcome to the club and he tells me he's proud of me and then he says there's no other feeling like winning the jack mm -hmm. and like man like that's like the biggest understatement <laughs> anybody's ever said like i mean i have two other world championships and winning the jack is like i don't know it's like nothing else it's 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 insane i know there was a lot of family with you this past weekend which had to make it all the more special 
but outside of that, it's you and your pops doing these events. Yep. Have you two been able to catch a quick moment in private, reflect back on this weekend and realize just how special your barbecue career run has been up until this point? And you're able to share it with him. The only other person I can think of right off the top of my head that is experienced this level of success and has been doing it with his dad more times than he's not is uh, Tuffy and George Stone. And yep. that's the first thing I think of when I think about you and your dad. I mean, how special is it to be able to share this type of stuff with him? Well, you know, for me and my dad, competition barbecue is a lot more than competition barbecue. You know, you drive, you know, sometimes, you know, we've gone as far as 17 hours from the house and that's 17 hours there and 17 hours back with my dad, you know, and uh, we get to spend so much more time with each other than a lot of father, son and um, sometimes we bicker with each other and we get after each other a little bit cause we spend so much time together, but, um, I wouldn't trade any of it for the world, you know? And, and, you know, I called him today. Um, you know, we talked a little bit on Sunday. We talked a little bit on Monday, but I've been so busy that it's been tough. And on my way home from work today, I called him and we talked like the whole way home and just kind of reflecting, but kind of a funny story about, we had two different vehicles cause him, and my mom rode together and about 20 minutes after we left the Jack, we're driving to the hotel and I just text my dad and all it said was, do you remember that time that we won the Jack? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's an incredible moment. That's a, it's a great, uh, great thing to share with him. And, and it's, it's cool. It has it's cool been extra mentioned- special because you have everybody there too. So, I mean, if you're going to yeah. bring everybody and I know in some other shows you were saying that typically when everybody's there, you don't really win at all so to be able to flip-flop that and do it on the biggest stage is extra special yeah for all for you know my whole family immediate family to be there um man it was so cool you know and like my mom like she's about the about the most proud mother i've ever seen she's all over facebook and she's making posts every day and you know texting me and everything and she's she's just so proud you know it's obvious elation on winning this one for sure but let's figure it out. Let's go ahead and run down this rabbit hole. You were on Luke Darnell's show talking about all of the legends telling you welcome to the club. You just mentioned it a couple minutes ago with Darren, but there were a number of other guys on your way up to yep. the stage that were saying the same thing that's won it. I've had this discussion with many pitmasters over the years about which win means more, and it's all subjective, of course, but we're talking about American Royal, either side of it, or the Jack. So... If I say to you now, Chris, next weekend is the American Royal Invitational or Open. And if you give me the jack, I guarantee that you will win whichever side or both for that matter uh, of the American Royal. Do you give up the jack win in order to secure both sides of the Royal? No, not not even for a second. Not even batting an eyelash with no. With that being said, both days of the Royal, like my buddy Grant did, um, that's pretty special. Insane. That's that's never been done, and I think it will never be done again. What's with the Jack? Why does it hold the reverence that it does and the value that it does amongst pitmasters? I, I think, to me... And let me back up. So I always joke that whoever, like when you're asking them, whichever one they won is going to be the best one. So like I get you, it. Ask, you ask Travis Duffy, he's going to say the the Royal Open. You ask Billy Hine, he's going to say the Royal Invitational. You know what I mean? So I think it depends on who you ask. But to me, I think it's because the Jack is so hard to get into. And like, 
you know, Joe Pierce has been tearing up barbecue for as long as I can remember cooking barbecue. And last year was his first Jack, you know, um, it's just so hard to get into. And like, there's guys like, you know, well, well, me, for example, I've had seven years of draws. And the only time I've got in is when I won seven, Mm. I had six draws last year and didn't get a draw. And so I think it's just, it's just that thing, man. It's like, it's hard to get into. And then it's, it's hard to win. Um, I don't know. I mean, since since day one of my career, Jack was like the pinnacle. And like, I'd love to win the Royal. I'd love to win Houston. I'd love to win Memphis in May, but I, I wouldn't trade any of those for the Jack. What's your take on competition barbecue right now? Are you over the moon for it? Do you do it because you just like it? Where are you at? You know, um, I love competition barbecue. I love competing. Um, I love trying to be the best at, at anything I do. And and it turns out I'm I'm okay at barbecue. <laughs> I think it's where it is. But you know, the landscape of barbecue right now is um up and down. Yeah, I listened to you talk to Rod for a little bit and um uh, I'm excited to have Rod in that position and see what he can do. But I think I think it's struggling in a way. And I think there's some some changes that need to come down the pipe to to make things better. And um, you know, hopefully they got the right people in the place to make those changes. How's that restaurant working out for you? Dude, it is so busy this week. <laughs> Thanks to the Jack win. Yeah. Wow. My, uh, my front of house manager texts me, she was leaving and she goes, Hey, she goes, cause she knows I'll get there at five in the morning. So I'll be there before her. And she's like, the place is a mess. I promise I'll clean it in the morning, but we were slammed until we closed. And I was like, yeah, no problem. But the Jack, you know, they do such an unbelievable job of promoting their winners. I mean, I was barely back from the Jack and they had a press release to all the St. Louis media. And we hit, we hit news. Like I had people at 5.00 AM on Monday going, Hey, I just seen you on the news. I was like, what? Like that's, that's crazy. And um, yeah, they just, they just really promote their winners and uh, it's great to see. Chris Schaefer is your 2022 Jack Daniels world champ. Let that sink in over the course of the next week chris and uh, add another world championship to the two jordy so three-time world champion if you don't mind me saying it's chris schaefer from heavy smoke the website by the way heavy smoke bbq.com so visit that or if you're around his neck of the woods stop into the restaurant and grab some great barbecue chris really appreciate the time tonight congrats on the win and we look forward again talking to you soon yep thanks for having me on buddy you got it there he is Chris Schaefer right there from Heavy Smoke, your winner of the Jack this year. And a crapper going down the first time and having that little old congestive heart failure. Uh Luckily, got around the other side of that. He's back this year. Him and his dad and the immediate family is there to watch him win the world championship. Awesome. Great story. And a, from all accounts, a great restaurant. So if you're out there in the St. Louis area, heavysmokebbq.com is the website. Check that out. And let me know what you think of it. We are getting ready to point to the second hour. And I will set that up for you here in just one second. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. And we thank Chris Schaefer once again from Heavy Smoke. 
for joining us this past segment, talking about his win at this past weekend's Jack Daniel World Invitational Barbecue Championship. This portion of the show brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Currently available in three sizes, a host of accessories. If you're a beginner or if you're a professional, it doesn't matter. Definitely cook you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. All right, so there you have your first hour. I'm going to do an abridged out because we're already creeping into the second hour. I want to make sure we have enough room to get to those Turbo Truster guys at the right time. I can only imagine where the audio is going to be for that. Look, the audio sounds good once it gets connected. We've just had a little trouble connecting because the internet is a bitch. We will try and fix the bitches. During the break, I'm going to revere my 25th anniversary wedding trophy, but I'll take that off camera. And we will see you back here in just a few minutes. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. 